Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Pitbulls making the wrong headlines once again, unfortunately. Recently, a Kabecha animal handler with cerebral palsy attacked by a pitbull at the Animal Welfare Society's shelter where he works. And this attack comes about a week after Storm Nuku, 10 years old, was mauled to death by his family's pit bulls in Galvandale. We've spoken about it before. Surely by now, a solution needs to have been found one way or another. We're chatting now with the Animal Welfare Society General Manager, Cynthia Van Rain. Cynthia, good morning. The issue's gone on forever. What do you make of it? Good morning. So, yes, um... It's very, very tragic, um, all the headlines and uh, a particular breed, the pit bull, making the headlines for the wrong reasons. Um, really, really tragic. I can only really touch on uh, the incident that happened at Animal Welfare. Um, you know, basically Matthew has been our canine assistant for close on seven to eight years. He has a lot of experience in dealing with animals and dealing with, in particular, um, stressed animals, um, which most of the animals that arrive at our shelter are. Mm. How is Matthew because, doing? Oh, he's doing very, very well. I'm pleased to say that I just received news from him this morning that he may, in fact, be discharged from hospital on Friday. So I am elated um, to have such positive news shared because, yeah, essentially, you know, this has really, really touched us all. It was very, very traumatic. Um, you know, it's a situation like this is never what, one that you want to happen. I would never want anything to happen to anybody that I know, um, especially, you know, something like this. We yeah. Essentially, he could have lost his life. It was blood loss. I understand an artery in his uh, shoulder or in his upper arm was where the real problem lay. Um, so glad that he's getting better. Thank you for the news on that. Can we ask you about the incident itself, though? Um, just talk us through it from your perspective, when you heard about it, uh, how you responded. I understand animal welfare staff themselves took Matthew to the hospital before an ambulance could even get there, so well done on that. But also, in general, the number of pit bulls that you've dealt with over the years, how many problems you've had, and is there any common issue that we can isolate? Um, I think the common issue is that... Um Animals are stressed, and animals have been let down by people. Um, pit bulls have let, been let down by people. Any breed of animal, any breed of dog out there that lands at our shelter have been let down by people, let down by their owners. Um, also, the uncontrolled, indiscriminate breeding that is happening out there illegally. And, um, you know, that, that adds so much burden to us as a shelter who are the end of the line. We're picking up the pieces of irresponsible people, irresponsible people who are breeding animals, backyard breeders, etc., um, and also irresponsible people who don't take the commitment of a pet seriously. It's a lifetime commitment. We are just being inundated with animals that are... No longer wanted. Now, we often hear the saying along the lines of uh, it's not bad dogs, it's bad owners. But surely when it comes to pit bulls, there is something else at play because too many headlines are made by this particular breed of dog. Do you think there are similar numbers of attacks from other breeds and pit bulls are being unfairly maligned? Or is there a particular issue that we need to identify now once and for all? I think we need to identify the fact that pit bulls are a power breed. Um, so are Rottweilers, Burbulls, etc. And when they inflict injury, it's serious. Because the bite from a 
little chihuahua or minpin can't inflict as much damage as from a pit bull or a bull bull. But look, I am by no means a pit bull um, expert. I just love dogs. Have you had any problems with pit bulls in the past? You say Matthew himself had worked there for eight years, presumably without incident. What other issues have you had, if any? Well, look, we do have minor minor issues with animals because, like I said, the, the shelter is a high-stress environment. And most of the animals we, we encounter are strays, so we've got no history on them. Um, and most of them are unsterilized, which I think also adds to their personalities and and the stresses they're under so um and also being in a high stress environment they are fear aggressive so they're not they're not aggressive because they are aggressive they're aggressive because they're afraid do you back calls from some quarters that say pit bulls should be banned as a breed for ownership in south africa oh look i i have encountered numerous pit bulls um and bulbuls and, you know, all, all the power breeds. And for me, it's it's a personality thing. Look, they are, I, I believe, they've got this um, history of being bred for fighting, etc. But for me, it's, it's a lot about their personality, their experiences. And, you know, a bad experience can trigger something with them. And that, that trigger could, could show up at any stage. But since we don't know what those triggers will be, we can't allow them to be in a domestic situation, surely? Well, I know of many people who are living very happily in a domestic situation. Yes. Who haven't had the best backgrounds. Look, there's always exceptions to the rule. So I don't think that you can... Um, sort of make a statement overall. We, we okay. all are obviously also different people. Mm. And I, I somehow compare dogs to that. They've all got different personalities. They've all had different experiences. Um, you know, obviously genetics does play a role. But, you know, yeah, like I said, we've seen really, I've seen really lovely, well-adjusted pit bulls who've come from horrendous conditions. Yes. And they've gone on to be loving family pets. And again, I've also seen, you know, animals that have come from a loving home and perhaps have encountered something along the, uh, along the line that happened with, for example, the dog that Matthew, that attacked Matthew. Um, he just happened to be a pit bull. But he had come from a home. Mm-hmm. He'd been passed to another home. And, in, and, they, and he ended up as a stray in the street, unmuted dog, and ended up at our shelter. And... He was still in the quarantine phase where we're assessing, you know, assessing animals in terms of their health and behavior. So, yeah. And, yeah, he, he, was, he was humanely euthanized. Going forward, any special measures or precautions that you're going to add at Animal Welfare Society to try and avoid this sort of incident in the future, Cynthia? Well, look, we, we follow a lot of strict protocols already. But, I mean... And you always learn from an incident. Hmm. So, you know, we need to um, obviously ensure that something like this, or try to prevent something like this from happening again. Um, But, you know, we do our very best. Um, I think our response time was phenomenal. Um, You know, it's just, um, we have had a previous attack before I became manager at Animal Welfare. Um, where someone was alone at the back and they were struggling for a long time before somebody became aware of them. Um, 
And But with Matthew, he had a panic button with him. He actually pushed the panic button. And, yeah, due to the dogs around barking and picking up on the, on the incident, um, Catherine was alerted to something's wrong. Because working there, we know what barks sound like. You know, okay. they kind of, they do communicate. And she picked up on this something wrong. And it was actually little dogs who were barking um, that she, that alerted Catherine. And she, you know, left somebody that she was doing a meet and greet for a dog that was going home, potentially. And she said to the people, just excuse me, I just want to go and check on something. And then she saw Matthew and, you know, basically then ran to get help from Dr. Stewart and uh, his vet assistant mumbo. And, yeah, essentially the quick medical and reaction time saved Matthew's life. Well, I'm glad to hear that Matthew is recovering well. Send him our best. And uh, thanks for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today. That's Cynthia Van Rijn, and she's the General Manager for the Animal Welfare Society in South Africa. Have a good day. Thanks so much, Darren. Take care. October is International Pitbull Awareness Month. Pitbulls, unfortunately, though, making the headlines for the wrong reasons around Nelson Mandela Bay in the last couple of weeks. A Kabecha animal handler with cerebral palsy from Animal Welfare Society recovering in hospital after he was attacked by a pit bull. Tremendous loss of blood, almost lost his life, but thankfully he will be okay. And that attack comes just six days after 10-year-old Storm Nuku was mauled to death by his family's pit bulls in Galvandale. It's a thorny issue. It's one that always sparks great debate and emotion. And we're catching up with an expert on the subject now, the spokesperson for the Pit Bull Federation of South Africa. Leander Reda, thank you for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines. Good morning, Darren. Thank you for for inviting us to, to talk to you guys. I am sure you are aware of these two attacks that I referred to. Have you been involved in any way? Have you had to put out a statement from Pitbull Federation of South Africa's point of view? What are your powers? Who affiliates to you? And, and how, how do you fit into the equation properly? Darren, unfortunately, we have not we have been contacted and we've had we've commented on it our um we are two spokespersons from the federation and um a lot of people have spoken to my colleague as well about the these two matters the the rescue organizations have also reached out to us but unfortunately as the federation we don't have a legal stance or um we, we cannot act on it more than just giving our comments on it we have been pushing for better legislation, better laws, but we don't have the mandate to act on it, unfortunately. What legislation would you like to see introduced, Leander? Well, at the moment, there is the Animal Protection Act and the Animal Anti-Cruelty um, Act. So they, they are our SAPS and the, the SPCA or the two authorities that is supposed to act on that. They have the legal obligation to act on that. We as the Federation, um, we can, like I said, merely educate the public on what is the right thing to do and what is the wrong thing to do, how not to go about things. We would like to have a little bit more legislation around... um, We would like the, the owners of these dogs all dogs, actually, to be licensed. The American Pitbull Terrier is a power breed, and along with that comes an enormous amount of responsibility for the owner. And a lot of people out there, the public, is not aware of that. So they get these dogs because it's an image thing, it's, it's, it's a trend, it's, 
it's almost become a currency for people for backyard breeders. And, and that's where the whole thing went south, unfortunately. So we would like to push for a little bit more strict licensing on the, on the metro side so that there's, you can regulate the, the own of these dogs. Do you think dog licensing, which did exist in the past but has fallen into disuse, do you think the introduction of dog licenses would make a difference? Bearing in mind, we would then have to make sure that there are people that police the implementation of legislation like that, Leander. That, that is unfortunately true, what you're saying. You will need to have people then being uh, able to enforce those licensing. But when we ask for licensing or better licensing, we as the Federation and other breed organizations can actually monitor our dogs or the, the owners of our dogs in a better way. And we can help them and educate them on what to do and not to do. Can you give us some indications of a, a few things that pit bull owners can do until such legislation kicks in, if ever? If you do have, if your dog is um, involved in any situation where it came out of your property, where uh, it bit somebody in the street or came out and, and bit a dog or anything like that. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to report it to your nearest uh, police authority. If if the bite attack is more, because then you open a case for um, negligence. If, if the attack is more serious and we're talking about maulings and unfortunately, perhaps dog loss of life, then there definitely needs to be open, a case needs to be open for, for a criminal case needs to be open for that. Would the Pitbull Federation of South Africa support any moves to ban the breed in this country? Darren, no. We don't support the ban of any of the power breeds because that will just push everything underground. That is not, then you won't be able to monitor anything. It actually just pushes everything to a more criminal side, you can't, and the owners become more reckless. So that is definitely not the way to go. We don't, it, it, we've seen it in other parts of the world, that it definitely is not the way to go. We often hear the saying, there are no bad dogs, there are only bad owners. Would you agree or disagree, generally? I would, I would definitely agree. Um, if a dog acts out, it is, a dog is an animal, and an animal acts on instincts and um, temperament. So you cannot teach a dog to be either a bad dog or a good dog. That is it's part of his temperament and his genetics. It, it leads to a bad temperament and that leads to bad behavior. And that's where that, it's not the bad dog, it's the owners, the, the breeders, the people with the more intelligence. Those, that's the problem. Whether it's bad dog or bad owner, the fact is, though, that the public still have to deal with the behaviour. That is correct. And we we have a power breed. The American Pit Bull Terrier is bred for dog fighting. In, in, it's always been that way. But what the, most of the public don't understand that is Pit Bull Terrier, American Pit Bull Terrier, is bred for dog on dog and animal aggression. And it was never meant to be human aggressive. And that is where the problem is. In the olden days, if a dog was human aggressive, it was cold. And that's the way it's supposed to be. 
is it's not supposed to be aggressive towards humans at all. Give me an idea of how many of these issues typically happen in South Africa, let's say in, in, in a year. You as Pitbull Federation, do you have access to figures like that? We do. Um, we are contacted at least three or four times a year with these incidents. Unfortunately, it's not the total picture because a lot of the, the biting and mauling incidents have, are not reported. So the only cases that we are aware of are the ones that are being reported on. And we are sometimes contacted to give comment on, on those incidents. And unfortunately, a lot of times there is child fight, fight fatalities involved as well. I think that's a point at which we can leave the conversation. It remains a problem that the public are going to have to deal with. As I said earlier, whether it's bad owner or bad dog one way or another, there are too many of these uh, headlines. Leander, thank you so much for joining us. Spokesperson for the Pitbull Federation of South Africa. Have a good day. Thank you, Darren. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.